Chapter 16 The Book of Buried Treasure This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Book of Buried Treasure by Ralph Delahaye Payne. Chapter 16 Practical Hints for Treasure Seekers. Faith, imagination, and a vigorous physique comprise the essential equipment of a treasure seeker. Capital is desirable, but not absolutely necessary, for it would be hard indeed to find a neighborhood in which some legend or other of buried gold is not current. If one is unable to finance an expedition aboard a swift, black-hulled schooner, it is always possible to dig for the treasure of poor Captain Kidd, and it is really a matter of small importance that he left no treasure in his wake. The zest of the game is in seeking. A pick and shovel are to be obtained in the woodshed or can be purchased at the nearest hardware store for a modest outlay. A pirate's chart is to be highly esteemed, but if the genuine article cannot be found, there are elderly seafaring men in every port who will furnish one just as good and perjure themselves as to the information thereof with all the cheerfulness in the world. It has occurred to the author that a concise directory of the best-known lost and buried treasure might be of some service to persons of an adventurous turn of mind, and the following tabloid guide for ready reference may perhaps prove helpful, particularly to parents, small boys who have designs on pirate hordes, as well as to boys who have never grown up. Coco's Island, in the Pacific Ocean, off the coast of Costa Rica. Twelve million dollars in plate, coin, bar gold, and jewels buried by buccaneers and by seamen who pirated the treasure of Lima. Trinidad, in the South Atlantic off the coast of Brazil, the vast booty of sea rovers who plundered the richest cities of South America, a very delectable and well-authenticated treasure indeed, with all the proper charts and appurtenances specially recommended. The Salvages, a group of small islands to the southward of Madeira, two million dollars of silver in chests, buried by the crew of a Spanish ship in 1804. They killed their captain and laid him on top of the treasure, wherefore proper precautions must be taken to appease his ghost before beginning to dig. Cape St. Vincent, west coast of Madagascar, the wreck of a Dutch-built ship of great age is jammed fast between the rocks. Gold and silver money has been washed from her, cast up on the beach, and a large fortune still remains among her timbers. Expeditions are advised to fit out at Mozambique. Venanguembe Bay, 35 miles south-southwest, Nagansi Island on the east coast of Madagascar. A sunken treasure is supposed to be not far from the wreck of the French frigate Glory, lost in 1761. Expeditions will do well to keep a weather eye lifted along all this coast for the treasures of the pirates who infested these waters in the days of Captain Kidd. Gao Island, sometimes called Diego Alvarez. Latitude 40 degrees, 19 minutes south. Longitude 9 degrees, 44 minutes west. It is well known that on this unfrequented bit of sea-washed real estate, a very wicked pirate or pirates deposited ill-gotten gains. The place to dig is close to a conspicuous spire or pinnacle of stone on the western end of the island, the name of which natural landmark is set down on the charts as Church Rock. Juan Fernandez, South Pacific, famed as the abode of Robinson Crusoe, 
who was too busy writing the story of his life to find the buccaneer's wealth concealed in a cave. Also the wreck of a Spanish galleon reputed to have been laden with bullion from the mines of Peru. Auckland Islands Remote and far to the southward, and hardly to be recommended to the amateur treasure-seeker, who had better serve his apprenticeship nearer home. Frequently visited by expeditions from Melbourne and Sydney, in 1866 the sailing ship General Grant, bound from Australia to London, was lost here. In her cargo were 50,000 ounces of gold. In a most extraordinary manner the vessel was driven by the seas into a great cavern in the cliff from which only a handful of her people managed to escape. They lived for eighteen months on this desert island before being taken off. The hulk of the General Grant is still within the cave, but the undertow and the great combers have thus far baffled the divers. Luzon, one of the Philippine Islands, near Columbus, in the swamps of the Rio Grande. The Chinese Mandarin, Chan Li Sui, buried his incalculable wealth soon after the British captured Middle in 1762. His jewels were dazzling, and a string of pearls, bought from the Sultan of Sulu, was said to be the finest in the Orient. Nightingale Island, near Tristan de Cunha, South Atlantic. One chest of pirate silver was found here and brought to the United States, but much more is said to remain hidden. Tobermory Bay, island of Mull, western Scotland. Wreck of the galleon Florency of the Spanish Armada said to have contained thirty millions of treasure. Permission to investigate must be obtained from His Grace, the Duke of Argyle. Vigo Bay, coast of Spain. Spanish plate fleet sunk by the English and Dutch. A trifling matter of a hundred million dollars or more waiting for the right man to come along and fish them up. Treasure seekers had better first consult the Spanish government in Madrid in order to avoid misunderstandings with the local officials. East River, Manhattan Island, New York. Wreck of the British frigate Hussar, which carried to the bottom in 1780 more than two and a half million dollars in gold consigned to the paymasters of the army and naval forces that were fighting the American forces of George Washington. She was sailing for Newport and struck a rock nearly opposite the upper end of Randall's Island, sinking 100 yards from shore. Oak Island, Nova Scotia, near Chester. Unmistakable remains of a deep shaft sunk by pirates in an underground connection with the bay. A company is now digging and will probably sell shares at a reasonable price. Buying shares in a treasure company is less fatiguing than handling the pick and shovel oneself. Isthmus of Panama, direction somewhat vague. Sir Francis Drake left part of the loot of old Panama concealed along his line of retreat but none of his crew was considerate enough to transmit to posterity a chart marked with the proper crosses and bearings. Dollar Cove, Mounts Bay, Cornwall, wreck of a treasure ship, St. Andrew, belonging to the King of Portugal, driven out of her course from Flanders to a home port in 1526. An ancient document written by one Thomas Porson, an Englishman on board, states that, by the grace and mercy of God, the greater part of the crew got safely to land, and that, assisted by some of the inhabitants, they also saved part of the cargo, including blocks of silver bullion, silver vessels and plate, precious stones, brooches, and chains of gold, cloths of the arras, tapestry, satins, velvets, and four sets of armor for the king of Portugal. According to Porson, no sooner had these treasures been carried to the top of the cliffs than three local squares with sixty armed retainers attacked the shipwrecked men and carried off the booty.
Modern treasure seekers disbelieve this document and prefer the statement of one of the squires concerned, St. Auburn by name, that they rode to the place, give what help they could, but the cargo of treasure could not be saved. Cape Vidal, coast of Zululand, wreck of a mysterious sailing vessel, Dorothea, said to have had a huge fortune in gold bricks cemented under his floor, stolen gold from the mines of the Rand, in 1900, May 21st, an item in the government estimates of the Legislative Assembly in the Natal Parliament was discussed under the heading Expenditure in Connection with Buried Gold at Cape Fidal. Search for Discovery, 173 pounds, 19 shillings, 3 pence. Mr. Evans asked if a syndicate had been formed and what expectations the government had to give. Here, here. The Prime Minister said there were several syndicates formed to raise the treasurer. The government had reason to believe that they knew where the treasure was hidden and started an expedition on their own account. But unfortunately, they had not been able to find the treasure. Mr. Evans, the government was in for a bad speck. Laughter. The item passed. Space is given to the foregoing because it stamps with official authority the story of the treasure of Cape Vidal. When the government goes treasure hunting, there must be something in it. Lake Guadavita, near Bogota, Republic of Colombia. The treasure of El Dorado, the Gilded Man. To find this gold involves driving a tunnel through the side of a mountain and draining the lake. This is such a formidable undertaking that it will not appeal to the average treasure seeker, unless, perchance, he might pick up a second-hand tunnel somewhere at a bargain price. Even then, transportation from the sea coast to Bogota is so difficult and costly that it would hardly be practicable to saw the tunnel into sections and have it carried over the mountains on muleback. The End End of chapter 16. End of The Book of Buried Treasure by Ralph Delahaye Payne.